Wendy is with us in studio today. Always great to have you in uh, in person, Wendy. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Pippa. And as I mentioned, we're going to be sharing the case of a council flat dweller who was left without hot water for months on end, apparently because of a serious backlog from geezer suppliers. We wanted to find out how bad the situation really is and also why it took literally weeks and weeks of phone calls and emails and visits to council offices to finally get John's new geezer installed. We'll find out more on that story in just a moment. Uh, we've got another case of a listener reporting what looked like shrinkflation uh, and we will have a look at the video that's been circulating on TikTok showing a live mouse inside a packet of Woolies chicken. Is it fake news? Is it real? We'll tell you a little bit later in the hour. Just a reminder that if you want to raise a question or uh, make a comment, you can call us on 021-446-0567 or send a voice note to 072-567-1567. Over to you, Wendy. Okay, so if you have been paying, you are paying rent as a tenant of a flat or a house, you should be entitled to a working geezer, right? That seems to be a pretty basic requirement. Yet scores of City of Cape Town council flat tenants have been having to bathe with water heated in pots on stoves or shower at the homes of friends and family members for months thanks to what the city has called as Pippa said a huge backlog in the supply of replacement geezers it's a particularly ghastly scenario now that Cape Town appears to have leapfrogged straight into winter yeah so among them is John Ferreira who brought his story to Cape Talk Pippa in particular and I think since you put on did so much legwork on this one Pippa won't you just summarize how it went um, with your correspondence with both John and the city about sure, this. Sure, sure. Thanks, Wendy. So John is a resident of the Parrow Park Municipal Flats and he lives there with his wife and his two young children, ages I think two and seven. And he wrote in to say both himself and his neighbours in the block are really, really struggling because of this geezer problem. But he was really frustrated because he said despite numerous visits to the council offices, phone calls, emails to multiple parties, nobody could seem to tell them when the geezer was going to be fixed or replaced. So this had been happening since since January already. In early March, John got a response from the city's area coordinator for public housing, Glenville Williams, who mailed him back at last to say, we're sorry, we are experiencing huge challenges due to high demand for geezers in all areas. A new geezer will be installed as soon as it's practically possible and we apologise for any inconvenience caused, read the email. But there was no commitment to any kind of timeline for those repairs. And that was early March. By the end of that month, when he still hadn't heard anything further, that was when John reached out to us for help. So on the 29th of March... I sent an email to the city asking uh, for more information on this supposed geezer backlog. And we finally got a written response after the Easter weekend, one that wasn't very satisfactory, I'm afraid to say. They would not or could not tell us how many council residents were on that waiting list for new geezers. They only said, we're doing our best to work through severe backlogs as quickly as possible. When I asked what had caused such a backlog, the response was that the supplier was experiencing huge stock shortages because of breakdowns in their production lines at the end of last year, as well as the annual December shutdown, which is required by unions. They could not or would not answer my question about the average turnaround time between reporting an issue like this and getting it repaired. They could not commit to an estimate on the timeline for John's particular job. So all in all, a very broad and not detailed response in writing from the city. And very frustratingly, our inquiry just did nothing to move John's case at all. So 
Another month goes by. End of April, John sends off another flurry of emails to various parties in the city and the province, begging for someone please to give him feedback on what was happening. And it was at that point that I briefed Wendy into the case, wondering if perhaps, A, she might get more traction from the city than I did, and B, whether there was a bigger consumer issue here that needed some airing. Because bearing in mind, John is not the only one facing this problem. And it was getting colder, and the nights are getting longer and darker, and the thought of a family sitting with no hot water as we headed into winter was one we could not sit with. Um, So last Wednesday, again, I reached out to the city asking if they could supply someone to join us on air to discuss this issue and answer questions about the geezer shortage that they're calling, uh, that they're reporting. Wendy, I know you asked them too, but they don't seem interested in being able to have that conversation on air, do they? No, certainly not on air. I did get a response um, just this morning, which we'll share in a bit. But yes, I also, on Friday, because of course Thursday was the holiday, no one would have been around to receive it. I put in a request for a spokesperson to join us on air so that we could interrogate this properly. Um, But uh, they didn't answer that one. And when I went back this morning to say, so no spokesman, they said no. Uh, we all you have from us is the written response, and that was that. So, okay, so all we've got for now is the written responses yep. to engage with. Let's take a look at what they said, Wendy. Firstly, you asked them to please name the supplier who was experiencing this big backlog so that you could ask them for some f- further information. They wouldn't do that, would they? No, um, they didn't. They they just um, said that they have um, a number of uh attended suppliers and and that was that um i know you also pushed back on that question i mean i asked them directly how many people are affected and they could not or would not give us figures you felt that was remiss wendy and i know you pushed back on it did you I get did. any further i said it was in the public interest to know how many council flat residents are currently without hot water due to the geezer supply backlog um i said if the figures are indeed not available as they said to city officials, that would indicate that the city is not monitoring the situation yeah. and that's not on top of a plan to remedy it. That did get a response, <laughs> which was since the 1st of July 2019, a total of 2,461 geezer related notifications have been registered in the city's central region. Of these, 1,770 have been completed. Leaving me to do some maths, which yeah. is always a bit of a dangerous thing, <laughs> but I got to just under 700, 670, sorry, 691 requests for geezer replacements have not been attended to. 691, that's and, 700 people sitting with cold yeah, water. Only. And we don't know, I mean, they're leaving the interpretation to be that some of them might have been waiting since July 2019 because they haven't really given Yeah, there's no indication of, of, of how, <laughs> how far that is. Let's hope not. Yeah. Let's hope not. Okay, now, Wendy, the other big question for me was around this the supply agreement because, okay, we understand tenders go out, contracts are signed, and you are locked into working with a particular supplier. But surely if that supplier is unable to deliver on the contract, which they are saying is the current case, there should be a mechanism to allow you to look elsewhere. And we're not hearing reports that nobody has geezers. No, not at all. Um, When I said in my my query, I said, uh, we understand the tender process and you're locked in with one supplier. The answer was the city manager's stock requirements as part of its contract management process. A number of suppliers have tenders with the city. I don't know if they mean for geezers or generally, obviously it would be a number, but it was a little bit um, vague. vague. Um, So I was curious as to 
whether the geezer, uh, chronic geezer uh, supply problem backlog um, was indeed a thing. Um, you know, as you know, I have a background in KZN in lots of contexts there. So yeah. I went to a major uh, plumber of great repute there and I, I ran this past him and he said, what, Tim? hugely surprised to hear that. He says, no supply issues with Electrolux, which was formerly Quick Hot, a major geezer supplier, or Ariston, again, another major supplier. So I asked uh, the city about this and to elaborate on, on the, the, the so-called huge backlog. And all I got was that particular type of geezer, in other words, the one that that John and others, a council flat residents, I would assume, that particular type of geezer arrived at the stores last week. Mr. Ferreira's new geezer will be installed on the 3rd of May. In other words, today, we apologize for any inconvenience caused to every service provider everywhere. Okay, so so again, I mean, it's very frustrating to me, Wendy. So no no indication of you know if there is a particular geezer brand that you cannot get supply of, surely you should be looking at alternatives. Okay, but anyway, the promise of the third of May installation for Mister Ferreira. The good news is at least that promise has finally been it, kept. Wendy. It has. When I chatted to John this morning. Um, he said he would believe it when he saw it, which is totally understandable yeah, because him. his family has been struggling uh, for more than four months with no hot water from a geezer. So boiling water, he went into some length, boiling water on the gas stove um, and, you know, tending to the children's needs first and then theirs and then on occasion driving to his father-in-law's house to shower. It's just four four months. I mean, come on. But the good news, as you say, is shortly before noon, noon, he sent me a number of photos of the installation underway with his huge thanks to both of us. And Wendy, he's emailed as well to say thank you, thank you. The geezer is going in as we speak. So it's, it's resolved in John's case. But Wendy, what bothers me here is the 691 other people sitting on that waiting list and when they are going to get answers. Um, I wonder if anybody else listening is on that list, has also experienced difficulties in getting a geezer replaced, whether you're in a council flat or some other property. Uh, And if anybody has been through the process of replacing a geezer of late, I'd be very interested to know how long it took from your point of order to getting it installed. Did you experience any kind of delays or stock shortages or were you able to turn it around pretty quickly? I would really value any insight here. A voice note to 0725671567. Very frustrating engagement with the city on this one, Wendy. I can't understand why they could not supply somebody to engage on this issue because if there is a genuine out of their hands, out of their control backlog. Everyone would understand. Why not be forthright about it? Why not just come out and say, this is what's happening. This is the particular supplier. We locked into a deal with them or the alternative brands are much more expensive and it's not cost effective. Whatever the reason is, be accountable to the people that are waiting for answers. And in this case, nearly four months is not okay. At the very least, I think John deserved the courtesy of an answer to those emails and phone calls and visits, the time wasted, the petrol money wasted, driving to the office to ask what's going on, when can I expect it? At the very least, he should have had the dignity of a, of a response and from the city. It's very, very poor communication. Very poor. And he's, we, in our long chat this morning, he said, you know, there are a number of other maintenance issues. There used to be caretakers at the blocks and now they're outsourced handymen and everything. Um, and Yes, those are problematic. But he said the skeezer issue is obviously the most important, not being able to have hot water in your yeah. house. I mean, just washing the dishes, showering, it's just, for, for as you say, these things happen. There are delays. Um, there are council flats. But, you know, for months, 
no, four months not, and, and not four okay. months with not so much as a Drop. phone call to say oh, all that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're aware we're sorry we recognize it's taking too long uh, somebody anonymous saying unless it is a particularly special kind of geezer there is no shortage of the standard 150 litre geezers at present um, okay curses of the people on the waiting list how many are in arrears for rental or services I stay in a rental and if you are behind no repairs and I must say I agree with that policy Chris that was one of the things we wanted to ask the city about but again they would not supply a person to speak to us about it so we were not able to to do so we have I believe got a voice note though on this geezer issue let's take a listen to that a reminder if you'd like to comment 0725671567 is the number to use nope you've got it hi Pippa Justin from Weinberg um when I had my flat in Weinberg renovated in 2013, I had a quick, not slimline um, geyser installed. And then last year, around maybe 2021, I had my geyser burst. And then it took me four weeks for my insurance and the plumber to replace my geezer. Quicknot has stopped um, manufacturing the slimline version which I had and they had to go to another company in Port Elizabeth called um, Technot. Uh, fortunately for me I was upgraded from a stainless steel geezer to a copper geezer so it should last longer. However that's not the same for everybody with a slimline geezer, which many departments are forced to use because of the size availability where you install a geezer inside the apartment. Um, so I don't know if you would like to contact Technot in Port Elizabeth, um, their they're manufacturer for copper geezers, Justin. Okay, well, maybe somebody from the city would like to do that with you. It might speed up the delivery of the 690-odd that are still waiting. Uh, let's hope that the, the comment about that particular type of geezer arriving at stores last week means that there is going to be a release of that backlog uh, going forward for the sake of the other 690 on Absolutely. the list. Um, somebody asking, isn't hot water something you can legitimately withhold rent for? Oh, where's Marlon Chevalu when we need him, our I, rental expert? But um, I don't think it is. I don't think it is in terms of the Rental Housing Act. I don't think you can, as a as a landlord, go in and. Um, uh, I know you can't do it that way. A landlord cannot withhold access no, to, to any the property services. or to services in lieu of rent not paid. I think this is meaning the other way around. If you're if you're landlord is not supplying hot water, the question is: Are you entitled to withhold rent? Oh. No, that that never ends well. That <laughs> yeah. never ends well. Okay. Um, all right. So Jan, somebody saying quick hot geezers were in short supply in January, but it was resolved in late January. Another comment saying, surely council housing geezers should be replaced with solar water heaters. It sounds like a wasted opportunity to install another electrical geezer, which costs too much to run and is just about guaranteed to have to be replaced again in a couple of years. I don't know how uh, that would solar work. Solar water heaters last for much longer and come with backup for at least 10 years. In a huge block of flats. How do you? How how, what, how, yeah. roofs, how how much roof space 
Do you need? You would literally need one allocated per unit, uh, I would guess, to be able to sustain that. And even then, I don't think okay. it would work logistically. Again, Maybe it would have been very nice game. to be able to discuss that with a city official as to what the specs are that they've considered. But um, yeah. Unfortunately, that was not possible. So, look, uh, we hope for the sake of the other 690 on the waiting list that the, the, the cork has been removed from the bottle, as it were, Wendy. Absolutely. Well, to be continued, I hope. I hope so. If we get some feedback from others. I just wanted to say on the subject of, of geezers, um, if you have a geezer burst, um, and just first check um, before calling your plumber that the geezer is not under um, warranty. Because a lot of the time they will just um, well, I had someone who uh, who lodged a, a, a claim. Let me just get this right. She called her own plumber when her, she needed to replace her um, her geezer and found out that the one allocated by insurance company couldn't do the necessary work to fix the cupboard that had been damaged when the other one burst. When she lodged a claim, the insurer rejected it because the geezer was under warranty. When she checked with her plumber, he said that they never check whether a geezer is under warranty or not. So she could have saved herself an awful lot of problem and uh, money. Mm. And the other thing to remember is if your geezer is replaced, it doesn't come with the full during its five-year warranty period, the general five years. It doesn't come with a new five-year warranty. It didn't here it's the balance of the um, original geezer. That's, this is a complaint I get often that people yep. think that they're being shortchanged and that's the way it works because your spend on that geezer covered you for five years of use and that's all they pro- pro- they require to provide you. So you don't get another, you don't get a bonus. You don't reset the clock. Yes, exactly. Okay, thanks for that reminder, Wendy, an important one. Right, after the eyewitness news, we're going to talk about the mouse in the chicken. I don't know if you've seen the video circulating on TikTok and are wondering whether it was indeed filmed in a Woolies store or whether it is fake news. We've got the answer for you. We'll also talk about shrinkflation and take some of your open line calls and we continue to uh, hold some space for any comments on the geezer story, particularly if you're in the same boat as John as having waited for many months to get yours replaced. Pop us a voice note to 072-567-1567. Somebody pointing out there is plenty of social housing. Look in Stiernberg, for example, where solar water heaters have been installed on the roof, supplying individual units. I guess, again, it would depend on the size and scale, mm-hmm. um, the number of units that have got to be supplied, the available um, roof space to accommodate those units. But but fair point. There's also a voice Good note. Let's take a listen. Hi, guys. Uh, just another note that's interesting for people who go through this problem. If you are a rate-paying uh, member of your block of flats or townhouses and there is a body corporate and you pay rates, then they will automatically replace your geezer. This is something that I found out relatively recently. Thank you so much for your program. Bye-bye. Okay, thank you. Making a note to myself that this needs to be the topic of conversation the next time we have Marlon Chevalier in to talk yes. about rental units. Uh, so uh, we'll certainly pick up with him. Uh, I'm not sure when. We, it'll be within the next couple of weeks. We will we'll ask him to, to comment on that. Thank you. All right, we're back after this with the story of the mouse in the chicken. Cape Talk. Consumer Talk. Call now on 021-446-0567. Well, you know the saying that the only thing worse than a worm in your salad is half a worm in your salad. (laughs) Never mind half a worm. Today we have a whole mouse inside the chicken, Wendy. Yes, intriguing one, this. A colleague forwarded me a TikTok video at the weekend, Saturday, I think it was, um... It was very amateur footage, jumping around and a bit blurry, um, purporting to have been filmed in Woolworth's garden centre. 
in Cape Town City Bowl. Um, the camera zoomed in on a pack of chicken pieces, uh, uncooked chicken pieces. And at yep. first I was squinting at the label, which is usually why I'm sent these sort of videos. It's a pricing issue or something exactly, like that. Exactly, yeah. or there's, uh, it's, it's past its best before or used by or something like that. Um, but then I saw the real reason for the clip. Um, towards the back of the frame was a whole live mouse merrily munching on uh, nibbling away at some chicken pieces <laughs> inside the pack. Okay, so I'm not an animal expert, but in more than two decades of doing this, I have seen my fair share of photos and videos of rats and mice inside supermarkets. And they're almost always in the nice, warm, cozy, fragrant bakery section among the the cakes and breads and whatever and it does make for very entertaining if horrifying having a bit of a cottage <laughs> yes okay but i i mean i google do mice eat raw chicken and um most said results said no some said they they you know opportunistic if they find it they they I'll will eat it yeah. but i just thought oh it's in a fridge i just thought maybe this is a plant because people do this for either for you know to get some kind of um, compensation from the company or just for lots of likes and whatever on social media. So they'll so, take the mouse in their pocket and slip it in and then start filming. That kind of thing and okay. I could keep you entertained. Maybe sure. we should do a show on that one day, <laughs> okay. find out from companies some of the things that people have done. But um, So I resisted doing sharing, or commenting or anything on that until I'd got a response from Woolworths. They responded the same day on a long weekend. Um, quite impressive. I so was quite impressed and they said the, we're investigating. Okay. I heard just yesterday and it is indeed it is legit it is legit um, first of all they looked at the CCV footage CCV CCTV. CCTV footage of the store and they actually saw the woman um, arriving at this particular section of the fridges where the chicken was doing a double take as one would and then yeah. getting out her phone to to film so there was definitely no no planting that is actually what she saw and okay. what was the little rodent had gnawed through the quite substantial uh, plastic uh, tray mm -hmm. of maybe it was the top. Anyway, it, it, there was evidence, very clear evidence that it had gnawed it, its way in, and okay. the ones inside was having a, a lovely feast. It's a horrible. I know your face uh, exactly. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of how that ended for the mouse, Wendy, and I'm guessing probably not very well. I mean, I'm sure mice are susceptible to salmonella. Ah, uh, you'd think. Ooh. Anyway, okay. so I got a, a written response. I got a phone call and then a written response from um, Willie's, which went like, why well, don't I have it in my notes? Um, oh, they told me that as soon as they became aware of the clip, the store was closed early to allow for a thorough investigation and a forensic deep clean involving a pest control specialist. They went on to say that they take food hygiene really seriously and that they are committed to keeping their stores clean to the highest possible standards. Of course, you've got to remember that each store can control its own environment, but then beyond the environment is the centre that it operates in and then the area that that yeah. centre sits in. I'm not making any excuses for anyone, but I'm just saying there are quite severe challenges in certain areas. Yeah. Um, but they did close the store for quite a number of hours and did what they needed to do um, and have had a, you know several conversations with um, the woman who took the, the video and she said, oh, I didn't expect it to blow up like that. Well, 
<laughs> it was never not going to. <laughs> but but there you have it. Um, yeah, we recognize, says Woolworths, that we've let our customers down on this occasion and would like to express our sincere apology. We're taking every measure to ensure it never happens again. So it was real. It was, it real. was indeed at the Woolies Garden Centre. And uh, I, I think all, well done to them for acknowledging it and being prepared to engage you on it, Wendy, as they did. Okay, so you can share it and say, look what happened if you saw it, because it's not fake news it's not in this case. News. No. Okay. And then, Wendy, another week, another complaint about shrinkflation. And look, I know we harp on about this all the time, but the bottom line is that if a brand is going to try and save costs by trimming the amount of product and selling it to us without changing the price, they need to be forthright about it and not try and sneak it in under the and radar. sometimes they actually make the product smaller, sneakily, yeah. and put the price up. up. And then yeah. when they tackle, they say, but the price would have been much higher had we not made the product <laughs> okay. smaller. But, so, look, yeah. as you've probably realized, it really early Wendy and it really irks me so we're always glad when savvy customers call brands yes, out on sneaky behaviour they don't put a big flash thing on this on the pack as they would when they increase it saying now bigger big. pack size they never say oh we've please note this you're getting 20 grams or 10 grams less so our role as the media I feel and I take it quite seriously <laughs> is to say oh by the way and also there's a bigger issue here and that is if you're comparing prices between competing brands um, you're not going to notice. It's, it's deliberately done so that you won't notice the difference in the pack size. So if you're only looking at the price without checking the um, either the size or the unit the price, price of the various products, competing products, you could buy something based on the price when actually it's not the cheapest option because you're getting less than a competing brand. So it isn't actually quite a serious issue. It is. But in this case, Wendy, the customer actually wasn't right. Not the so. customer was wrong. So Pearl emailed me this week to say, I just wanted to inform you that the oh-so-heavenly range of products sold exclusively by clicks has been reduced from 750 mils to 720. So that's quite a bit. That's 30 mils. Quietly, says Pearl, and with no fanfare to uh, inform consumers. Prices have been raised and volume reduced. The product that I bought, she said when I asked some more questions, was the oh-so-heavenly moisturizing body wash. But I would take it, she says, that it's across the board on their products all products were 750 mils before. And she had a big assumption there, Wendy, and you know what they say about assumptions, because when you were checking, you find out that assumption was not correct. Yeah, well, the first thing I did was go onto the Clicks website, and I found some products at 750 mils and some at uh, 720. Sometimes that's a case of new stock still bleeding in. Yep. But obviously, I went to Clicks and asked the question. They forwarded it, my query to um, Canway, which is which owns the Oh So Heavenly brand. And Satara Singh, their head of marketing, responded to say, we have not reduced pack size on any of our 750 mil packs to 720. Oh So Heavenly has foam baths in 750 mil pack size with body lotions and body washes in 720 mils. We've not changed any of these pack sizes since they were launched in 2009. With regards to pricing, uh, in in the last year, we have increased pricing in line with the market. Although our price increase may have been later than some of our competitors, so that's that's our point. Is go of course you increase prices, their costs increase absolutely. Um, Raw material but do costs, it, fuel. Yep. Do it as far as possible, uh, uh, transparently. transparently, and 
in the same pack. And also, let's not forget, it costs a lot of money to come up with a whole new pack size. There's a lot of a lot of cost involved. So, you As, know. Yeah, with a family member working you in packaging, know. I can vouch for that. It's new molds, um, new often molds, it's recalibration exactly. of machines, etc. There's a lot involved in that process. It's not just done willy-nilly. So, okay, so thank you for checking. So, in fact, Pearl was incorrect. She was mixing up two different products, products yes. in two different but sizes. But thank you, because this is our job to check these things out. Um, I Most of the time, let's say 90% of the time, it is a, indeed a case of, of um, downsizing. So I assumed that it was going to be that, but I... You know, this is why we have to check. Absolutely. Because can you yeah. imagine, oh, so heavenly and clicks would have been quite um, justified in being furious with us if we'd have just gone with that report and not yeah. checked with them. Well, well done for doing so. Thank you. And I trust you fed that back to Pearl uh, to yes. tell her that she wasn't fact Well, I wrong. think I did. I'll check. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we're going to take a short break and then we've got a couple of minutes for some open line calls. You're welcome to send uh, an email to pepperh at capetalk.co.za. You can call us on 021 with your consumer query or send a voice note to 072-567-1567. Cape Talk. Consumer Talk. WhatsApp on 072-567-1567. Somebody picking up on your comment about checking the warranty on your geezer, Wendy, listen to this, saying, our plumber checked the warranty with suppliers and was advised that the warranty period was finished. We paid to replace it. Insurance didn't pay out. As it turns out, it was still under warranty. Now the plumber and supplier refuse to accept blame, even though the plumber has written acknowledgement from the supplier that it was void. The suppliers are now avoiding us both. Do you think Wendy could help with of this? Of course. Uh, I'd please love to try. send us an email. Okay, let's see if we can get that one sorted out for you. Send an email to consumer at nola.co.za, spelled K-N-O-W-L-E-R. I mean, the fact that you've got it in writing seemed that, that, seem that's to what make made it a me slam dunk. Yeah. So, uh, respond so vociferously there. Yeah, okay, so consumer at nola.co.za. Please just put um, Cape Talk geezer warranty in the, in the subject line, please, and Wendy will keep a lookout for that. And then, Wendy, interesting email in from Veronica going back to... Um, to our conversation last week, if you missed last week's show, we were talking about an issue with getting pedigree dog uh, certificates. Um, yes. And it was a sad story that it ended up being not what it seemed like. But we used the occasion to talk about what to look out for when buying a dog because of all the terrible scammers that are out there and the puppy mills that you want to avoid, etc. And we mentioned the fact, Wendy, that there's so many scam artists out there offering pedigreed or so-called pedigreed puppies at a vastly reduced rate. You pay your money and, of course, the dog doesn't even exist, let alone doesn't arrive. Right. Well, interesting to hear from Veronica on the email. She said, I just wanted to give a heads up that all the same scams which apply to puppy breeding also apply to cats. I was almost caught out when my beloved rescue Maine Coon Cross died recently. Mm. I was so blown away by the characteristics of the breed that I decided perhaps I was finally old enough to buy a designer cat. <laughs> I went onto a very credible looking site which made one fill in all the usual questions about how suitable your home was in quite a lot of detail. But I noticed that there were so many special breeds up for sale and so many kittens available, which raised a red flag. It turned out to be a scam, but I can see how one gets caught so easily. I ended up with two new rescues, half a tail Tommy and his ginger brother Jerry. I love it. And I'm sure Tom and Jerry have landed with their proverbial bums in the butter. Veronica, enjoy them. But Wendy, important point. It was an important point, definitely, and one which 
uh, Kuza, the Kennel Union of South Africa, raised if it, with puppies, and obviously it applies equally to kittens, that if a breeder is supplying is, is is purporting to be able to supply all manner of breeds at any time of the year, that's an absolute 100% um, sign that it's a scam. And also what I mentioned last week is having seen um, so many emails um, from people who've been caught by usually the puppy scam version of it Um, those emails are so flowery and so over the top in terms of you know we must be sure that you it's just unprofessional syrupy language Mm. that that a professional breeder just wouldn't use but I do accept that you know I'm in a position where I read these things a lot. If you're just yeah. seeing one for the first time, you might not, your radar might not as, be as acutely tuned to pick up these things. Okay, thank you. And uh, thanks for that, Veronica. Now, Wendy, this email in from Eddie, I, it rings a bell for me. I'm not sure that we have ever tackled it online, though. I think Eddie has sent it in before, right towards the end of the show. Oh. And I suspect we didn't get to it. Eddie's question is what to do if an online voucher has been stolen. He tried phoning the company that had issued that voucher only to find out that the culprit who had redeemed it, sorry, he wanted to find out more about the culprit who had redeemed the voucher, but he said the company refused to disclose that information, claiming it's against the Poppy Act. Uh, So what do you think? Oh, I get so furious when companies hide behind the Poppy Act for their own end. So some will say to me in response to a media query um, that I've raised on on behalf of one of their customers who they are not that they are essentially ignoring, yeah, um, and they'll say, "Oh no, we've got to, we've got to protect our." Suddenly, they're protective of their clients. We've got to protect our client in terms of puppy. The act specifically says that journalists are excluded from that. Oh, really? in the pursuit of their of of, of their um, profession, absolutely not. So, I I tell companies like that a lot, and the same applies to this sort of thing. Now, I've gone on a tangent, and I can't remember what the question so was. So, Eddie, Eddie had a voucher oh, the that vouchers. was an electronic yes. one that somebody so, else used fraudulently. No, so no. so you have that that voucher was legitimately yours. Um, somebody else somehow intercepted it, and that's always the question. Not, nothing to do with you. You didn't. It wasn't a. Um, um, physical one that you lost or whatever in which case there'd be no recourse but in the case of digital digital ones I've taken up these before with companies who do the investigation and they can you know it's re- redeemed in Bloemfontein and the person's sitting in Cape Town it's very yeah. obvious and the stuff that the, that is bought and all the rest with it so um, please do forward that one to me because um, that's not okay um, for them to say to just hide behind Poppy um, and not do right by you Okay. Eddie, again, uh, uh, consumer at nola.co.za, K-N-O-W-L-E-R. And you can also reach out via Wendy's Facebook page, which is Wendy Nola Consumer. Interesting to see a WhatsApp saying, okay, not just puppies and kittens. My husband was scammed in buying a parrot. I was about to say birds Birds too. I mean, there is, look, I mean, you can scam in just about anything. You can put any animal in and there will be a scammer or anything that's, either rare or very popular you can put it into a search engine and you will find a scammer that's ready to supply you this non-existent thing and take your money okay 
Uh, right, we've got literally three minutes left and um, no WhatsApps coming in. So let's finish with an email in and seeing as we haven't had a chance to investigate and verify this pricing, I'm going to keep it quite broad. It's talking to inflated pricing on a major retail platform. Wendy saying that items that you can buy for 45 Rand in a supermarket are being sold at over 100 Rand a piece. Uh, the price of the wet wipes I use for my dog, 50 Rand is what you'd usually pay in store. This platform is selling them for 140 Rand down from 299 oh. rand. It's ridiculous overpricing and so many other items are probably also overpriced. I mean, not illegal. you can make your decision not to spend yes. with them. So, Is there anything so, else to do? No. Yeah. There's nothing else to do. There's no crime being committed there. It's willing buyer, willing seller. The same thing that we saw with Prime Hydration Drink. Um, Chick is now selling for 40 rand, you know, as opposed to 500 rand on take yeah. a lot. Um, we as consumers have responsibilities as well as rights. So one of the responsibilities is to do our homework before we make a purchase. So, you know, if you find something three times the price of the same item somewhere else, well, then you know that you're not going to support that retailer. But, mm. you know, as I say, willing buyer, willing seller, there's nothing to stop them charging 3,000 rand for a 300 rand item if someone's silly enough to fall for it. Okay, thank you. Well, let's finish with a positive for once. Uh, somebody responding to Eddie's story of that uh, that fraudulently used voucher saying, well done to Harbour House. During COVID, someone used my voucher. Harbour House investigated and reissued me the voucher to the full amount. I thought it was fantastic mm. service. Mm. Okay. That's how it should happen. That's what's meant to happen. Not Poppy. Okay. And watch we get, uh, we don't respond to journalists because of Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, if you would like us to follow up on that one, uh, please will you send a little bit more information? Obviously, we'll need the details of the store that issued the voucher. The date. The data was issued, the amount it was for, etc. And then whoever you've been dealing with, and perhaps Wendy can Yeah, can get anything something. that they've told you about that the fraud when when or whatever probably not very much because of poppy but yeah <laughs> but let's see okay so eddie you send that through to consumer at nola.co.za wendy thanks as always for the cases you take up on behalf of our listeners john enjoy the hot water tonight <laughs> yes i'm so glad we finally have helped to get it resolved and let's hope the other 690 odd people who are waiting will receive similar uh, speedy follow-up uh, wendy we'll chat again next week we'll wednesday do thanks